a brother from another mother. Law Nation is here live. Let's talk about this, the mystery. The running back situation. The Dallas Cowboys, again, once again, we all, we all have to wait to see what's going to happen. But I got audio of some information around the NFL world of some good inputs or insights to what happened last year. The Cowboys two back set Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard mystery. Yeah. Cowboy Nation is crazy, huh? Now, for the most of it, a lot of people will argue amongst each other saying that hey, one is trash, one is excellent, one is good, one is bad. But in actuality, you got to call the plays. In order to see Right Really appreciate each and every last one of you all Thank you guys for help growing the nation Thank you guys for sharing and caring I really appreciate that Thank those who Watch all the videos From the beginning to the end Let's get it They say really Ain't no party like a cowboy party I hope all is well with everyone. Be safe. Shout out to you all that's here watching with your loved ones. Friends, family, and foe, all welcome to the nation. The dedications without hesitations nor deviations to the matter. Let's go. Hit me again with the... <laughs> Yo. What's up, family? Let's go. All right. The nation is here, baby. We're live. <laughs> What's up, everyone? What's up? What's up with you guys? Appreciate everybody uh, that's tuning in. Uh, before we get started, uh, just, just a moment of silence for Jeff Gladney. Amen. The TCU uh, Dallas zone defensive back passed away. And uh, those are things that we don't want to hear around the NFL. Uh, young guys who's trying to make a living, you know, who trying to get back on the right page and pathway to life. And, and all of a sudden it's gone. Right. And we look at it at, at like entertainment. Right. But but this is life, too. So um, and, and we hope all is well with the family members. You know, car accidents happen all the time. And and, and we really, really, we really uh, know that we are all living under the same. Same playing field. Right. It can happen to any of us getting those phone calls and and you don't want to hear that phone call late, late, late at night. Right. So sad news. Rest in peace, man. And uh, let's get to the Cowboys content, uh, Cowboy Nation. And I really appreciate everybody who, who understand. That's why I said, man, this weekend, whoo, if you can survive it. And then I know Monday is, is the day we we, we kind of chill, hang out with family, put something on the grill, turn it, 
Turn it, turn it over, man. Flip it over, man. You got it on there too long, man. <laughs> hey, man, who put raisins in the potato salad, man? Who who invited that person? You know, all of those stuff, man, that happening right now, you know. And, and somebody makes some extra sweet Kool-Aid and stuff like that. And it is what it is. Uh, Bogan says, Law, this is prove it, this is a prove-it year for you, Zeke. Ooh-wee. <sighs> the Ezekiel Elliott. You know. His production and his productivity falling off since Kelly Moore been the offensive coordinator. Hmm? Let me know if I'm wrong. <laughs> Is that the situation? Is that what's going on? Now, we all know of the young coordinator being brilliant, smart, intelligent, being a guy that lived in the room of, hey, let me create this play to make sure that this play is working. And I'm not going to put it all on <laughs> uh, Kelly Moore, right? I mean, the philosophy of beating the Dallas Cowboys changed too. They went from, on one end, force the quarterback to throw it. Force the quarterback to throw it, and we can squeeze the Cowboys into some unfavorable looks, right? That's what it's been, right? <laughs> Force the Cowboys to throw the ball. We dare you. We double dare you. Say what again, right? <laughs> That's been the reality of it for those who've been following this team for a long time. Single high safety, load the box with eight and nine men fronts. Let's put it all on Rain Dakota Prescott. And what happened through the course of the years, right? I would say that that, that that mentality changed in 2000 and I would say right around 19-ish, really 18, 19, right? When they said, you know what, what we're going to do is stop loading the box. We're going to play man zone and we're going to force the Cowboys to run it. Oh, the Cowboys don't know how to counter. Yeah. Uh, shout out to you, Lamar. Uh, he says, rest in peace, Gary Brown as well. Yes, uh, rest in peace. Shout out to you, man, Lamar. I got shanked by the butter knife. Yeah, rest in peace, man, to everyone that's out there uh, who's who's mourning the loss of a loved one. And uh, for those who are out there leaving this dimension, going to the next one. Yeah, pound that rock. It's all about execution, law. Yeah, Robert Moore, appreciate you on that. You know, execution is one thing. Dialing up plays is a whole nother situation. And I, I used this for a long time for those who was during the uh, Jason Garrett era. You guys remember me saying this because they said, hey, if we execute, we'll win the game. But if I draw up a play, hear me out, Cowboy Nation, put the butter knife down. But if I draw up the play and say, hey, the threes are open for Shaq, and I'm drawing up a nice play. We will win the game if he can execute the plays, right? It don't matter. He's not going to drain them all day, Cowboy Nation, and anybody who follow basketball or what have you. It's not happening. <laughs> you can you can draw up a play left and right, and it's not going to happen. And I can bang on the table saying, why Shaq can't hit that three? Oh, that's not his skill set. Same could be said 
if I had a a, a a a a I guess a point guard and I have him to play down low in the position, you know, in the paint. Why Steph Curry can't nail it right down low? Because it's not his skill set. He's designed to hit the outside shot. Um, <clears throat> Lamar says no law Zeke change when we lost Gary Brown. Uh, not necessarily. I, I just look at it like this. Yes, Gary Brown was a, uh, a, a crucial part to this uh, offense, but not like we won multiple Super Bowls with Gary Brown being the uh, quote-unquote running backs coach. Shout out to him, though. You know, may he rest in peace. But what I'm saying is collectively, you know, the the look, I can have Emmett Smith as the running back coach and Barry Sanders as the assistant and, you know, if you don't dial up the play the right way, if you don't call the right plays, it don't matter. If you don't give the opportunity to run it on the outside, that's what I'm trying to say. Is It's not about the, the positioning coach. It's about the person who is calling up the mastery plan. What if I told you when the Cowboys played against the 49ers, they still averaged four and a half on the outside, running the ball on the outside. Where they got killed or got cooked at was trying to run the ball up the middle. What if I told you that the Cowboys averaged 5.5 yards rushing on the outside last year on the opening against Tampa Bay Buccaneers? You see, we would, we would show something that's beneficial or we would show something that really worked under, the, under this administration under Kelly Moore as a scheme or a strategy. And then we will shy away from it. And when I play this audio, they're going to talk a little bit on it. I, I, I don't have it chopped up. I apologize to you guys. But we will at least listen to it. And then when they get to that point, I will highlight that. Shout out to 1310, the ticket. We will listen to their audio on that uh, on those topics there. And it echoes the same thing that I was seeing and I was able to look up. And that is a glow to me for me to know that I independently watch this and then I hear the echoes from the radio station so I know that I'm on the same page. Bell player went to the gym. Yeah, did you hear he said he also grew an inch in height? <laughs> I'm not lying. He did the I was Brady there when he said it. Dude, what does that Brunch even mean? Stretch out. Yeah, he was doing the Bobby Brady stretch. Yeah. You put him on the rack and uh, you just try to get an extra inch. So those guys There's do swear Presto, by Presto, your number one receiver. So whenever Baker was getting drafted, he t he said that. They he, all say they it. Stretched himself out. I'm like, D does that work? I don't understand. <laughs> They're talking about C D Lamb stretching himself out. I'd love to grow one inch at the age of 52. Oh, Is it a bone structure thing? I like. Could you be six seven in like two years? I doubt it. I don't know. Call C D Lamb. He seems <laughs> to know. Well, I wrote a little something this week about the. Cowboys situation at running back. Here we go. And here we, we go. We mentioned this from time to time, but I, I tried to come at it from a slightly different angle. So the normal angle we've mentioned several times is I kind of thought the Cowboys might draft a running back this year. Right. Not because they need one now, but they will need one in 2023. The counter to that is uh, we'll, we'll touch in a moment, but just know that if you were to say, what are the chances Ezekiel Elliott plays more than one more season in Dallas, right. I would say less than 50%. Mm. This is it. You could perhaps come to a financial agreement that everybody's happy with, 
but usually the player doesn't want to take a massive pay cut on a deal that you signed and he signed at the same place. They just don't. So you can redo his money, but that doesn't get you anywhere. His deal, the guaranteed money, is mostly paid out as of this season, and I expect 2022 is probably Zeke's last year, partly because he wasn't very good last year, too. He hasn't been very good in a while. I'll do you one better. This year, 2022, which will be his what? Sixth? Uh, I would say seventh? we are on to year seven. Okay. Yeah. Will no this doubt. be the last year that Zeke Elliott starts a football game in the NFL? Now, that's mm. probably being a little bit um, uh, misguided when it comes to if he is a backup somewhere, so- somebody's going to get hurt and he'll start. But, I mean, as far as a full-time starting running back in the league, this could be it. I mean, there's only two guys that have touched the ball more than him in the last three seasons, and it's Derrick Henry and Delvin Cook. So we already know the entire league has said, you don't have a running back. You have a tandem, uh, interchangeable in most places. There are a couple places that don't. Dallas has been one of them, which is what brings us to Tony Pollard. So Tony Pollard sat there a couple months ago and saw Cedric Wilson, without ever really being a starter for the Cowboys, got a three-year deal for $22 million. Now, it's not the biggest contract ever, but if you're Tony Pollard and you've been making six hundred grand, I bet you $22 million seems pretty cool. You're set for life. And in the Cedric Wilson case, I believe 14 of it's guaranteed. So the first two years. And all of this basically being a guy that has shown flashes and has never been a starter at wide receiver. Uh, He would start when guys were hurt, but that doesn't count. So uh, essentially, with Tony Pollard, I guess what I'm saying is he's counting down the days to free agency. People say, well, could you do a deal with him now? Yeah, you probably could, but you already have tons of money at running back this year. And uh, pay attention to this play right here. This is when they use a two back set and they shot away from it in this particular game. And I, I, I truly believe that if you just continue to do that, man, my goodness, <laughs> it would have been crazy for the Cowboys uh, as far as the rushing on the second half of the season or the back end of the season. They only used a two back set in this game and they ran, they shot away from it. And they used it on Thanksgiving uh, against the Raiders. And I think I got a clip of it somewhere in the shuffle on this particular highlight reel. But I'm going to tell you guys that they're going to talk about this. And I've been banging on the table for a long time for the Cowboys to utilize the two-back set. And they just shy away from it every time. Even if you get positive yards running with the two-back set. Now, is it a situation and scenario that, you know, can Tony Pollard use all of the load of the bulk of the carries? Yes, situation. I'm quite sure that they can utilize that in that fashion. Nevertheless, I believe you get more if you are able to split those running backs up. And when it get down to like the playoff time, you can focus and concentrate on one. But this team is more explosive with both running backs on the field at the same time. It's just a play right here, two-back set. 
I think this is the Raiders game. Yeah, two backs were in the backfield uh, on one of these plays, and you would see that, 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 man, they gained a lot of yards, man. But they shied away from it. And we lost this game, of course. You know, uh, the Raiders came to play on Thanksgiving, and this was like a situation for us. Very embarrassing. Very, very embarrassing. Yeah, this was the set right here on the end of round. And then Tony, he can run and get yards after contacts. He's not this guy that you fall down or what have you. Look, do some more of this. We would love to see this play at least one time against the 49ers, you know. But it is what it is. Uh, let's listen to more of these guys, man. They're going to break it down into more and more situations for everyone. And I can't wait for you guys to hear what they have to say. Listen. Uh, I don't know that he's dying to sign a deal because there's a good chance, and I can't prove this, but there's a good chance he kind of wants to go somewhere where they'll let him play. Watch that aficionado. He fall on the ground. That was so funny, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, that's why the officials really don't like us. Look at Tony to the edge. Watch that picture. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> play based on merit. So imagine this. You're drafted in 2019, and in 2019 he had his three biggest games of his career, you'll recall. Uh, he had right. some unbelievable games, some of them in, as backups, but uh, for the most part, Tony Pollard showed us big flashes. 2020, more big flashes. 2021, we were promised uh, early in the season we were. that they were going to find a way to get them both on the field at the same time. And, boy, guys, you're not going to believe this. It's Listen up to this part. And Pollard on the field at the same time. And they partly had to do that, Corby, because they were insistent that Zeke be out there. Like They would have a series where they would let Pollard play by himself, but only one. And so one and two of each half would be Zeke. The third series would be Pollard, and then four and five would be Zeke again. And so if you're Tony Pollard, you're sitting there saying, man, I, I, I have bigger runs. Mm -hmm. I am more productive. I do more with what I get than he does. All these things. Why won't they play me more? And the answer is pretty simple. We've been around this uh, organization long enough to know they often um, try to validate the contracts they give out with playing time. It's not. It's never a meritocracy for the top earners on the Cowboys. We signed you to this deal. You're going to play. And so I guess what I'm saying is I think there's a chance Tony Pollard probably just wants to go to where he'll have a fair fight and be able to get on the field. Maybe not. Maybe he sees the writing on the wall and says, uh, this is probably Zeke's last year and then it's my job. No, that's the problem right there. Uh, I, I don't think that Tony Pollard being that guy who bangs on the table and say, hey, give me the touches. <laughs> he's He's been quiet, you know, his whole entire stay. His whole entire stay, Tony been just sealed lips. I don't even think that even at a press conference you get more than five to ten words out of Tony, right? And on top of that, some of y'all just watching right now don't even know what he sounds like, right? <laughs> you, you probably say, hey, what do Tony Pollard even sound like? And granted, we, we see that the kid is explosive. He is a guy that, man, when he when the ball touches his hand, he flies upfield. He's been saving our skin for a minute, especially on kickoff return. 
It wasn't pretty much all the way his fault in that Denver's Broncos game. One can argue he was the only one that showed up. He put the Cowboys in position to have the first series at the 40, right? <laughs> but when Ezekiel Elliott got down in that game, he got majority of the carries because Ezekiel Elliott had to get out and, and he didn't do anything in that game to make a major impact as it relates to like, okay, now it's your turn. But for to be fair, that offensive line was just porous in that Denver's game. Lyle Collins giving up big plays. My guy Terrence still getting thrown around like a weak and broken down lawn chair. So it was crazy, Cowboy Nation. Uh, Eddie Cruz says, dude is from Memphis. Yeah, he got to start talking. So right now, Cedric Wilson is making more money than Tony Pollard can see. A six-round draft pick wide receiver, right? And one can argue last year, Tony made more explosive plays than Cedric Wilson. And of course, Cedric has gone to another team or what have you. And Tony looking at this situation saying, man, like they just said, when, when, when it's time for me to get paid, I got kids. You know, I got things that I want to accomplish here. And 600000 or whatever his salary is, I don't know if for sure or what he getting paid. It's just not enough. Just not enough. <laughs> and, and, and there are not a lot of sponsorship deals. I don't see Tony Pollard with sleep number, right? I don't see Tony Pollard doing commercials or what have you. But to each his own. Let's listen to more what they have to say. But remember, he doesn't have a contract. And so if I were to predict next March, it might be that they got to use the franchise tag on Tony Pollard. Yes. Now, the good news Oof. about that I is don't like the franchise, franchise tag, tag for running back is pretty cheap. I it think is. it's nine and a half. But so I don't like franchise tags, no. It's even cheaper than the Dalton Schultz tag. It's not a great thing to do. No. Nah. If you don't believe in paying running backs, maybe you just say, I'm going to take a running back in the first three rounds next year, and then we're just going to start him no matter who it is. Uh, maybe Rico Dowdle. Uh, is a guy that you think can be a part-time running back in this league, even though we really haven't seen it other than uh, preseason last year. So I don't think it's would be any big deal if they decided to take that, not the Rico Dowdle route. But, but let Pollard go? Now, here's, here's the truth right here. The whole point of any team is to win the Super Bowl, right? Everything else is just smoke and mirrors. Get players on your team to win the Super Bowl. Draft players on your team so that you can win the Super Bowl. Figure out a way to get around or work around the salary cap to win the Super Bowl. Now, they played easy ball with Dalton Schultz, and that's what my conversational piece was about when I did the video um, earlier uh, about the Dalton Schultz situation. Yesterday, just yesterday, I did the video on Sunday. And for those who didn't, haven't heard that video, they put a franchise tag on Dalton Schultz with tenders, meaning that if you want Dalton Schultz, you will have to give us two first-round draft picks. Two. Right? 
So that's softball because they knew that nobody was going to sit there and say, yeah, man, give me Dalton Schultz, man. And we will sprinkle the Dallas Cowboys two first-round draft picks. Nobody, mama, uncle, cousin out of the 31 other teams would say, yeah, pull the trigger on that one. You know, I don't think that anybody would do that. No one would do that. But at the time, at the height of Ezekiel Elliott, would you do it for him? Would you give up two first, maybe two two seconds? I don't know. There are teams looking at Ezekiel Elliott saying, yeah, shoot, we'll give up two first. If you put that type of franchise tag. But Ezekiel Elliott was smart. Rocky Arsenal didn't allow that to happen. They got in front of that and said, you know what? Re-up Ezekiel Elliott now or my client will sit out. Because we know, we've seen tape on Tony Pollard, and we don't want to be second bidder, right? We don't want to be looking at the choir singing. No, 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 no. We want to sing solo right here. And the same could be said for Rain Dakota Prescott. You think a team would give up two first-round draft picks for Dak Prescott? They put that type of tender, but no, they played around with it easy. They allowed that kid to go all the way through his entire contract and say, you know what? We're a franchise tag you, the exclusive one. Whereas you can't, you can't go out there to see or test the market. Hindsight 2020, uh, David Gonzalez says fifth round. No, no, no. It would have been a team out there who would be willing to give up draft capital for Ezekiel Elliott. You guys see Ezekiel Elliott from the prism of Kellen Moore and behind this particular offense. But if you pick up Ezekiel Elliott and put him in the 49ers offense, that's a whole nother subject. That's a whole nother topic. Juxtaposed to even Debo Samuel. A lot of you guys see Debo Samuels for what he did for 49ers land. But you pick up Debo Samuels and put him over here in this particular offense, you would say, ah, yeah, he's a good guy, but he dropped too many passes. Y'all can barely stomach seven drops right now from C.D. Lamb. Can you imagine if he had 12 without the opportunity to run the ball? You think what you're saying that you want is not it actually what you pretty much desire Kellen Moore wouldn't know how to use Debo Samuel you know he only caught three passes against us for 30 yards in that playoff game that would have been Debo Samuels here his entire career oh he showed some spark he showed some splashes oh but he sucked man I wish we had let's say for example Amari Cooper was on another team oh man I wish we had Amari Cooper that's the third of the Cowboys fan base right there in a nutshell. Not talking to you guys that's here right about now, but I'm speaking to a third of the Cowboy fan base, looking at someone else, how they're being utilized under their said system to think that it will be the same here. That's not the case, nor the scenario. I digress. Because you guys, when they play the audio, you hear the same of what I'm saying, echoed 
from another point of view. Yeah. And then just start completely without running back next year. Yeah. I think I think that's actually what a lot of people would want them to do. The so what I wrote about yesterday at the Athletic was not really about the math as much as it was their idea that they were going to play them both together. Right. And then whatever happened to it. So I went back and I found all the snaps. This is a very Bob thing to do, but find all the snaps in three years that they've played together. And it, it's okay. about 20, okay. all right, hold 20 on. in the... You want to say hello to everybody? Yes. Hello, everybody. Tell them, tell them, tell them you graduated. Come on. You going to tell everybody you graduated? Yes, I graduated. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And you just got daddy. You just, you know, here, here it is. You know, I love it when you come on uh, in. Uh, Breaking news, baby. And uh, she handed me this right here. She says, I love daddy. <laughs> girl, you, boy, girl, you know how to draw, girl. <laughs> tell them what you learned. You going to what grade? First grade. Uh-huh. You gonna you can count to ten in Spanish for him. Let him know you you bilingual over here. Uno dos tres cuatro cinco seis at the ocho letras. Yeah, yeah, Daddy don't even know those words, girl. You smart. <laughs> tell tell him go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Yes, indeed, boy. I'm telling you, that's what I'm talking about, baby. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, they can hear you. They can hear you. You live with the nation, baby. Mm-hmm. And my, and my mom is going to be like, what? Yo, yo, you, you just start the show, baby. You just start the show. We having a good time today. <laughs> yes, indeed. What you got here? You got something else? Um. Oh, okay. I love mommy. Okay. And then you got I love dad. So you made two of them. Well, you, Picasso better watch out. Well, you better than Picasso because I don't think Picasso was do, knowing what he was doing. <laughs> Yes, indeed. So, all right, love. Go ahead and get that to mommy, and daddy will be out in a few, all right? Okay. Go, Cowboy. Okay. <laughs> Say it one more time. Say it, go, Cowboy, one more time. Go, Cowboys. Let's go. Let's go. Appreciate you. <laughs> all right, be sure to close that door for daddy, okay? I love you, Dad, so much. Yes, indeed. That's what I'm talking about. Ooh, my date, boy. She look. She done, she done did a whole deal for me, man. Oh my gosh! It it and she just watched uh, Gracie Corner, and they was doing some good stuff over there. Uh, so she's going to the first grade, and I'm gonna tell y'all a story too. But let's play this audio. I'm gonna tell y'all. Oh, I'm gonna tell y'all a story. Oh my gosh, man, it's good. I'm gonna tell y'all a story at the end. The first season. 24 in the second season, and it was 43 last year. All right, listen to this part right here, Cowboy Nation. That was breaking news, though, by the way. That was really good breaking news. It was their idea that they were going to play them both together. Listen to and this part. whatever happened to it. So I went back and I found all the snaps. This is a very Bob thing to do, but find all the snaps in three years that they've played together. And it it's about 20... 20 in the first season, 20. 24 in the second season, and it was 43 last year. 43, listen. So, again, even at its peak, it's about two and a half snaps a game. Mm. At its peak? At its peak. So check this out. So why did it go from 24 to 43? Two reasons. Two reasons. 
they came out of the gate, and you could tell they were determined we're going to do this because in weeks one through five, Listen. they were doing it five or six times a game. And it worked. It, the Los Angeles Chargers game, known as the Micah Parsons at defensive end game, also was a big Tony Pollard, Zeke on the field at the same time. They had some big plays. Pollard scored a touchdown. They had a few real explosive moments with those two back there. And by the way, when they're both out there, it doesn't have to be one of them with the ball. If you can use them to create a diversion and get somebody open somewhere else on the field, that counts as a productive moment with those two out there. That's all part of the scheme, right? See, a, a lot of times people think with with two back sets or, or even with the 12 personnel that both of these guys got to be gunners, right? They got to just get up there and rip it open. But they're always a situation. Decoy. You can straight up decoy this thing. Scheming. Listen to this again. In game. Also was a big Tony Pollard, Zeke on the field at the same time. They had some big plays. Pollard scored a touchdown. They had a few real explosive moments with those two back there. And by the way, when they're both out there, it doesn't have to be one of them with the ball. If you can use them to create a diversion and get somebody open somewhere else on the field, that counts as a productive moment with those two out there. That's all part of the scheme, right? That's good. By the way, nobody knows this more than you. Lincoln Riley's fame for being an offensive innovator is figuring out how to use two running backs on the field at the same time. When they put that in their air raid with what, uh, uh, P. P. Ryan Ryan. and Mixon? And then they kept doing it with further running backs, but it was brilliant. Like I remember thinking, what is Oklahoma doing that they have both guys out there and they're basically scheming plays for those guys over and over and over again. The only problem is is that you have to have guys that will – give the defense some sort of element of threat and Zeke doesn't really present that anymore. No, but you but let, 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 let me say this and, and what I need to do is pull up I, I, I really shoot. I need to pull up that Raiders tape and that Kansas City tape and just make it an isolated video. I'm going to do it before this year kickoff, and I promise you guys. Although teams do not see Ezekiel Elliott as a threat from our opinions, right? But that's bull sugar. They do. <laughs> when it's time to crash down, they're looking at it like on that end around. I wish I could just fast forward it, but it's already embedded into this uh, feed, so you have to watch the entire Highlight real till I get to that point, and it's way at the end. But if you guys can rewind this tape and look at the end around, when Tony goes into motion, they're like, okay, that's cool. We still fixated on Ezekiel Elliott. Our goal, our primary responsibility is to stop Ezekiel Elliott. That's okay. Tony can kill us for 30 yards, but we want to stop Ezekiel Elliott. That's in the mental mindset of everybody. They're not trying to stop everything to stop Tony. And Tony get a chance to waltz down the field for 30 yards. Right? Phone lines are open, but unfortunately, let me do this with the phone lines. Uh, Rob, uh, j- just bear with me because I want to play out, out, out all of this audio. Out all of this audio. But 
I want people to understand that that is the reality of it. Don't fall into the traps of saying, well, Ezekiel, no. What's more demoralizing? Somebody dunking on you or somebody shooting a three in the face? No, no. Depending on the three. But what's more demoralizing is somebody slamming it on you. You under the goal. You've been talking noise. And that is what Ezekiel Elliott brings to the table. That demoralizing, like, all right, cool. <laughs> That's the situation that a lot of people would look at and say, man, I'm going to keep, nah, no, nah, no, nah, you got backdoor responsibility. No, nah, just don't let him slam it on you, man. He can shoot, you give him, we give him an outside shot all day. I ain't finna have nobody dunking on me. No, 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 no. And that is what's going on when you have Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. <laughs> as moldy as you write on the money. It look like I don't want to get dunked on. Right? <laughs> Prevent that one. So that's what teams do because they know something about momentum. They know that, hey, when Ezekiel Elliott get that first down, he's going to be doing like this. Tony, he get the first down. He might point. He may... He, he might do a little shimmy, but he's getting right back to the line. He may not even, we don't even know his celebratory move after he get the first down. <laughs> you know, Tony is just all about business, but Ezekiel, he's going to do the feed me sign. <laughs> Mr. Stewart said, nobody afraid of Ezekiel. I, I, I give you that. Nobody's afraid. Them, them Eagles are. Malcolm Jenkins was, right? <laughs> He, he had to learn the hard way. And those Viking guys, you know, when we played against the Vikings, they are really afraid. It, it is, the Chargers, the uh, the Panthers, yeah, 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 yeah. They know that, that Ezekiel Elliott, that can't tanker his head once he leaned forward. That joker dropped that head. It's over. I, I think with the play action and the threat between the tackles, there's some, and then you use Pollard with the, the, the jet sweep For action. sure that. Okay, so anyway, the first five weeks, they really did it. And Listen. then they almost stopped completely. They brought it back in weeks 11 and 12, which were the weeks that Amari Cooper was out with the COVID, and they quickly looked at it in Kansas City and then on Thanksgiving Day. Then they stopped completely. Now, you might remember in the Saints game, that Tony Pollard uh, ripped uh, the uh, plantar fascia uh, yeah. on his foot. Now, he never really reduced any snaps. So I don't know how serious it was, but maybe there's something there. Anyway, I'm, I'm setting all this up to tell you. The increase in snaps with both of them on the field, I looked it up. 12, remember, they went from like 24 to 43. Well, 12 of those were kneel downs. Listen, <laughs> of the 43 plays they had, apparently the kneel down package would put Pollard and Zeke on the field at the same time. Just to protect, in case the ball went backwards. In case, yeah. yeah, I don't know. So they really did not increase it much after that first month of the season. When, by the way, we all said this offense is amazing. They stopped doing it completely. So, again, I would like to ask the Listen. question, why? I would like to ask, you know, Penny for Kellen Moore's thoughts. I would love to ask Mike McCarthy, Are do they make you? 
play Zeke 75% of the time and Pollard 25% of the time, given that Pollard and Zeke at worst should be 50-50. Yeah. Maybe Pollard should be more than Zeke, but, you know, they, they don't do it. And you wonder, is the call coming from upstairs? Is yeah. uh, Zeke somebody that is going to get his snaps no matter what? Why don't they play together on the field? These are all questions that I guess I wanted to answer this week. And I'll tell you, I have the facts. I don't have the answers. And I don't think they would tell us if we asked them. Because <laughs> why would... I'll say this. The last three coaches, listen, McCarthy, Garrett, Wade, did not have the power to bench one of the Jones family favorites. Right. The Jalen thing's interesting, and we can discuss does that count. But if you go all the way back to any number of these guys and we're saying, why is this guy playing more than this guy? None of these three coaches had the power to to basically move those pieces on the board. If you go back a fourth guy, Bill Parcells, Parcells. he actually walked away because – Jerry wanted T.O. here, and he retired over it. Yeah. And so you can blame McCarthy for not doing something about the running back situation. I'm telling you, our last 15 years of covering the Cowboys tells us they don't really seem to fight those battles with the front office sometimes. Chapter 7 in Craig Miller's book. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Almost every, almost every single segment we do on them is a chapter in Craig Miller's book. Yes. Y'all be sure, man, check out 1310 The Ticket, man, to listen to that audio uh, without me pausing and rewinding. But I I, I just had to tell you guys, man, um, (laughs) yeah, they use Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott on on the field at the same time to do kneel downs. That was funny. Uh, It's just one of those things, Cowboy Nation, that I really, really know without a shadow of a doubt. If they use both running backs, man, if that's the magical word, too. I'm not going to say the Cowboys is unstoppable, but it would force them to get out of the, the opposing team. It would really force them to get out of that cover four quarters defense. It would force them to get out of it. The Cowboys, like, literally, when I watched every single snap, I didn't see a negative play when both of them out there on the field. Hey, Sage was saying, I got cut back response, so I can't come all the way down like I want to. I got to wait because I got to make sure that Tony don't catch capture the edge. And I got to know for sure that Ezekiel, once he gets going, I, I got to remain. I can't go down and crash on the fourth side. Those are two players that you are affecting right there. This is a chess match, Cowboy Nation. This is not checkers. This is chess. You eliminate two right there. And if you have role coverage responsibility for even Amari Cooper at that time, because I know he's gone. When you roll coverage, that means your top safety still got to keep eyes on the receiver. And where he's lined up in his responsibility, that slight hesitation is how they were able to get five, ten, gashing yards or more. And all it takes is for the young Keller Moore to understand. I know he got to see this, right? I know you guys see it. 
Somebody can somebody put down Kelly Moore's salary of how much money they paying his brother to do a job that you guys can do for free right now. <sighs> I digress, man. Uh, Mr. Rob, you you've been waiting patiently, man. Uh, you live. Hey, no, I want to uh, say to you, uh, little one, man. Congratulations, man. Thank you so much, that, man. That, hey, and that what she give you is precious, man. Oh yeah, shoot. I got I got little grandkids, man, and when they give me little pictures and stuff, yeah, man, I know how they feel, man. Oh yeah. I'm telling you. And, and I don't want to, I hope this don't hurt your state. I just want to give a little silence to the people in you, Father. Mm -hmm. just, just a moment. Most certainly. Amen. Amen to that one. See, so, yeah, I had to get my umbrella out because, brother, let me tell you, I'm giving your word. <laughs> you were spitting nothing but the Truth. Yo, appreciate man, you. Man, look at him. Boy, I had to get my umbrella out because his body, <laughs> the truth was raining down so hard I couldn't see. But I'm going to tell you this right here. Law, you know me. I'm coming straight now. Defense uh, championship. You're right. What people don't understand is the Cowboys are went to investing in the right side of the ball. Mm-hmm. If they that defense last year, yep, I knew we weren't going to go to the Super Bowl. I, I I felt like we might not make it that far in the playoffs because we were missing that run stopping on defense. We were missing that in the hit start in the trenches. Mm. If you win at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, that's where you start at. It don't matter how good your back end is if your front end yeah. ain't getting there. Yeah. It don't matter how good your running back or quarterback is if your front can't keep them protected or make holes. It starts in the trenches. And mm. people talk about bringing Debo saying here, I'm glad that what Kelly Moore going to do with it. Yeah, what are you going to do with it? You know. Yes, I say a huge him over there in San Francisco like that don't mean he's going to be successful in our offense like that. Yeah. Ooh-wee. <laughs> when we was winning championships, when Jimmy Johnson was here, tell me the two, tell me, name me the big name free agents that he brought in. Charles Haley. Yeah, that was the biggest. Okay. That, was, that, was, that was the... Uh, I'm I'm pulling up the yeah I'm pulling up the 1991 like like last year team reminded me so much of like the 1991 Cowboys you know they was 11 and five and uh, they just didn't they was ranked ninth in offense 17th in defense that year and what happened is basically those boys on that defensive side just didn't step up to it they didn't step up to the plate it might. But the next year, they made some moves, baby. Yeah, they 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 play like they belong. The mentality was different. The, everything changed. They had they was hungry, man. You, you know that's what they wanted. That's, that's what sometimes 
man, Lord, you know for yourself. Sometimes you got to get questioned in the mouth and embarrassed mm-hmm. to make you want to stick up to the plate and say, look at him. This ain't going to happen no more. Nope. Not never, not, well, not never again. <laughs> what I'm saying about them, them, them uh, uh, Timmy Johnson team, yeah. you got the same. They did the same thing that Stephen Jones did. They brought in players that nobody thought uh, right. uh, uh, would make it. Uh, 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 oh, boy, the, the guards from uh, Nate News. Yeah. Yeah, the Redskins cut him. Yep. What did he come over here in, to Dallas and do? But everybody was back then, and we didn't have social media. I bet you all the fans were saying, what the world are they bringing him over here? <laughs> right. Uh, uh, during a uh, 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 defensive player and made him a during tackle. Big facts. But Big what facts. happened? <laughs> they built the during, uh, the, the, the really the first Big wall of Dallas was built out of no name players. No names, yeah. Bobby, Bobby, when they wasn't no big name uh, splash players that he brought in. Big, the team of misfits, that's what they call them. <laughs> now, what, what he brought in was right. people with mentalities that didn't want to lose. Right. They, they had that dog, they had that dog mentality. They wanted to win. That's what he brought in. And I think that draft and what McCarthy was kept telling, remember San Francisco. Yep. Remember San Francisco. Hey, remember hey, remember the 49ers, man. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's he, it. He was saying, look at him. We need dogs in here, people that we need somebody in here that say we want to win. We hate losing. That's yeah. what we need. We need people that when they get that bitter taste in their mouth, they don't want it no more. Yeah. And I think we got that now. Uh, you know, I, 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 want, I want my guys hate losing more than they love winning, you know. And, and if they have that mentality, it's going to be nasty. And, and if people don't understand that, you know, you know, to just keep living. When you have that mindset, but, man. You know mm-hmm. We got that now, Lord. I think we got them kind of players, mm-hmm. and I think we got the kind of coaches. When Jimmy Johnson was bringing them, uh, what uh, Jerry living off of is draft and, and develop. Right. That's Jimmy Johnson era. No draft doubt. and develop. Draft and develop. I think we got that coaching staff now that can draft and develop. Right. Well, well, we'll find out, Mr. Rob. Man, I appreciate you so much for calling in. Hey, look here, Law. Talk to him. I appreciate me. you, bro. Anytime. And tell, and tell you, look, man, boy, I love her. And see her. I ain't seen her mom, but she sure look like you. Ever <laughs> <laughs> they say, the mama had nothing to do with her. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's me all the way. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, man. I love you, Lord. Just keep up the good work, bro. Most early, man. This is Sparta! That's my guy, Rob, man. Yes, indeed. Uh, oh, my gosh, man. That, that's my little twin right there, man. She acts just like me. I promise you she do. And uh, that's my shadow. Everywhere I go, she she's right there in the mix. 
And, uh, you know, uh, as you get older, of course, when we get out there to Oxnard and go to some of these events, she'd be right there probably holding the candle, uh, the camera with me and everything else. But uh, shout out to her. And, I, you know, she's, she's so smart. Smarter than what I was at that age, too. Oh, my gosh, man. Uh, next we have, we got two other callers that's in the line. Um, I got another audio that I wanted to play. But since you guys are here waiting, let me get my guy, Point Dexter, in. Uh, you've been waiting patiently from the 409, man. You're live. What's up, my man? None to it. None uh, to it. Last year, you know, before the season, uh-huh. I came with that stat to tell you that the best formation that they had was when they had two backs. Oh, yeah. Now, we, we saw a little bit of the first of the year, then they got away from it. Uh, you know, in the NFL, you had uh, Dorsett and Newhouse, mm-hmm. which was very, very effective. That, that was before uh, my time, now, by the way. That was before my time, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but now, but now, but yeah, but now, you know, I think that our, like our offense coordinator, I think he kind of get in his feelings sometimes because yeah. he's probably saying, hey, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. But most coaches will see something that works and say, I'm going to expound on the thing that works. Right. Okay. If I want to pass, I'm going to pass from the thing that works. I'm going to put two backs on the field. Right. If I got some, if I got athletes like Pollard and Zeke, I can put three receivers out there, put one of them in a slot, and now mm. I got a four-receiver set with a back in the back. Mm. I can run them split. I can bring them on the wing. Man, it's so many different things. Now, every play is not a double-reverse pass. Right. Okay? Plays are basic. Mostly in the in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now they have you have sweeps, you have off tackles. Now they had the zone because when you had uh, back in the day, you had like Tony Dorsett. Mm-hmm. He had the eyes and the speed. He could pick a hole. So they started doing zone blocking, which right. is a lot of what they're doing now. And both of these backs can run. They can run with pulling guards. They did the counter trade maybe three times last year. Big facts. And that could have been a staple for them. You know what I mean? And having Zeke and Pollard on the field at the same time gives you so many different formations you can use, so many different ways you can attack the defense, so many different ways to make your quarterback efficient. Mm -hmm. Dak doesn't need four, five, six reads. Dak needs one, two reads. Either you're going to take off or you're going to throw it away. There you go. And simplify it, man. I ain't even throw, throw everything at this dude, Dak Prescott, you know. And even if he can't do it, I'm not finna do it for him like that. I'm finna make, I'm finna simplify it. You're in your yep. feelings. Yo. In your feelings. I want to do all this stuff. You know what I mean? Instead of mm. doing stuff that works. And that's, exactly. what, that's what really gets me last year. And we talked about it before the year. And, you know, Host Springs Eternal. Mm. Maybe it'll show us something this year. You know, maybe it'll mm. show us something. But I remember uh, back from uh, Kansas City, Kimball Anders. Right. He was in that Zeke mode. And he went to fullback in a two-back set, and he still was getting almost 1,000 yards a year. Mm. And Jeez. I know Zeke can block. I don't know if he's willing to block. I know Pollard have to get out there and get in the way because this is what we're running. Oh, oh, you talking but about, okay, really yeah, yeah, that role for Ezekiel Elliott to be the primary blocker. Yeah, and if he's willing to do that. I mean, at this yeah. point, I mean, 
at this point, we try to on, look. Man, we want to win, man. Win. If he do that, <laughs> we would be. He would be the most valuable player on the team. And and, and that run, goes that goes back to this right here uh, too, Point on. Dexter. This goes back to this. Stop letting the players dictate what you want to do. You the coach. You the coach. So if Lyle Collins last year said, look, man, I feel comfortable oh, playing yeah. only at tackle, I'm like, look, yeah. I'm the coach. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're going to put your big butt inside at guard, and we're going to keep this steel <laughs> kid at right tackle because we winning right now. We're not finna touch this it. It's sacred. Works, man. Yeah, this is what it's, works. Get in your feelings. Get, get out of your feelings. feelings. You know. <laughs> get out your feelings, man. You know, seriously. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, these coaches or whatever – you look at some of the best coaches, man. They find out what works for their team, right? And that's what they do. Just like what leaked out with Debo. Triple reverse, double reverse. So, yep. but, but like you said earlier, Point Dexter. Point Dexter, what you right. said earlier, Debo. It came out that he didn't want to be the wide back, what they call him. He didn't want to run the ball like a or like a running back. He wanted to be utilized yeah. as a wide receiver. But well, I'm the coach, you know. <laughs> And you're gonna you're gonna touch this ball. How I'm gonna give you the ball. You gonna run this ball, Debo. You know. <laughs> but go to your and point. Can you imagine? Can, look, can you imagine having a formation where you have CD on the on the edge, and then you shift and CD's in the backfield and Zeke on the wing? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you know, you man. Look, we we sit up here thinking, you know, we fantasy thinking about this here. Right, man. If that come to fruition, I would love to see it. Just, right. I, I believe it will work, and I would love to see it. And having a tough defense, come on, man. Come on, on oh, Springs Eternal. There you oh, go, Springs Eternal. And I'll, I'm gonna let you go and say, how about them Cowboys? Appreciate you, Point Dexter, man. That's what I love to hear, man. How about them Cowboys, man? So that's my guy, man. He's from Mississippi as well. So, so man, we growing over here. I appreciate everybody who's subscribed and sharing this content. Next, we have MJ uh, that's here, too, uh, that's been waiting patiently. You know, y'all know how this thing goes. Oh. MJ, what's good with you, man? You hear that? No days off, man. <laughs> Yo, what's good with you, man? Man, just always chilling, enjoying the weather in L.A. Man, to live and die in L.A., man, uh, I know it's a place to be. Yes, yeah. indeed, man. How's your day going? I mean, going well, man. Woke up early this morning, got the kids together. Uh, I got some uh some some cooking that uh, uh that my better half is doing right now, but everything been good, man. So it, it it's been cool. We've been chilling. I see you've been going at it every day. I've been seeing you. <laughs> no days off, man. No days off. Come on with it, man. You know I, I'm that's here that, with it. Talk to me, man. That's what you got for that's this? That's how show? you do it. Yeah. Oh man, I just loving it. Um, like you said, I like your how you say it. Precept on precept, yeah. Steel cut steel, yeah. That's what we doing. Hey, exactly. The Cowboys ain't playing this year. Uh, I think, cause like we talking right now, and you know, there's no way that Kellen Moore been here everything. And I think he's humble. He's gonna come back with some stuff. I'm telling you. I, I hope. think the guy cooking. He's cooking. He's cooking something in the in the, in the food. 
mama's cooking. Remember mama's cooking? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kwame Brown, some of mama's cooking, you know. Mama's cooking. Because he know, hey, and to all you Philly fans, we, the Cowboys, or Javante Davis, and you that big mouth got to just kept running your mouth. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So the Cowboys tank and, and they roll it over there, okay. <laughs> yeah, they roll it. They want they, they keep talking that smack and you gonna get you gonna get we gonna yeah. catch you with one. Cause yeah. you you assume me that we the beast of the east and you gonna get caught cause now you get Dan Quinn another year mm. to make sure what the whole Cowboy Nation wanted was defense. And I, I, I want to say it again, Lord. Talk to me. I want to thank your, I want to thank your brother. Thank you, San Francisco. You made the Cowboys go back what we used to be. We finna pound your butt, and we finna beat your butt up on that. On, we yeah. finna come in waves. It's finna be waves and waves and waves. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sacking your butt. Yeah. We, and yeah. your quarterback. Hey, you remember? How the quarterback used to run out the pocket. Right, like, man, right, right. you can't even get the quarterback. You can't do that no more. Because uh, you're going to get ran down. Your quarterback, he's going to be in pressure. Mm. All the quarterbacks are going to get sacked. Get him. I'm telling you, we finna get them. We finna eat. Like it's you say, eat. eat, eat. And Zeke is a beast, man. We got to stay out for Zeke. There ain't nothing wrong with Zeke. Yep. Ain't nothing wrong with Pollard. If you use both of them, boys, like I say, Pollock could get a thousand yards and Leak and Zeke could get a thousand yards. Yep. The SMU. Remember the Pony Express? SMU. Yep. That's yep. what we could be. We got we got to get that? there, man. I, I, yeah, you know, with uh, Eric Dickerson and all of those boys. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. The Pony Express, baby. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. We got that speed four three, and you can probably sign Pollard back because the contract is going to be over three hundred million in two thousand twenty four. So I get that man like well. You, you should get like four or five million a year. That's perfect. That's perfect. Not well, no well, we'll we'll find out, man. As far as the contract situation, I just want those boys to use a two back set and then present power yeah. with the, with the two twin set tight end situation. But this all goes back to the root of the Cowboys' offensive coordinator. Can he? He gotta use it. Can he use it? You know, like look, yeah. man. If we're like, look, Kelly Moore. You got the. I, I can't use that analogy anymore. But Keller Moore, you got the – nah, I can't use that one since the height of this climate. But put the machete down. You know, you, you know, put the machete down. Use the other weapons that you got in the draw. I'm trying to keep it PC. You know what I'm saying, uh, Man, MJ. But, use but put, the weapons. Yeah, use the weapons. Keep the machete. Only pull the machete out <laughs> and close contact information, you know, when you get down into the red zone. But, but use the other weapons, basically, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then – and then we go uh we go uh definitely our receivers, we gonna have a lot of receivers fighting for that position and that's perfect. And don't favorite Ted. If the guy beat your favorite guy out, even if it be the guy out I like, that means he's better than him. Don't right. be like don't be doing that, man. You gotta come like Jimmy Johnson back in the day. He didn't care. If that rookie beat you out, he beat you out. That no means doubt. you gone. Sorry, brother, you gone. No doubt, man. Don't, so, don't, so, don't so doing that. one more point, man, before I let you go, man. What, 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 what else you got for this one? What I got for us? Mm-hmm. Let's kill the trenches. Yep. Let's make sure everybody on the same page. Let's make sure our office coordinators is 
doing the right plays. I ain't worried about the defense. We're going to have corner safeties. We're going to be fast. And we're going to have one of the best defense. And I think we're going to have one of the best offense. And I can see Dak. He's looking good. And like I say, I, don't, I want Dak. Dak, try. Throw 20 interceptions in the preseason. In the preseason, because that make you better in the regular season. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. And that's what he do. That's what he do. You have you noticed every preseason he'll throw a lot of interceptions because he don't care. And then you know it makes him think better, and that's good. That so, you know let's help our quarterback. And how about them Cowboys? Good job, Love Nation. Love your channel. Uh, loving to all my people. Shalom, like we say Shalom. in the Israelite community. We love all y'all. And, man, let's get this title, baby. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go, baby. My Appreciate you, man. What love, man. Love you. Love you. Love yes, man. Appreciate you, bro. That's my guy, MJ, man. You know, boy, earlier, man, I know a lot of people thought that he was going to turn this episode into. <laughs> like no 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 he mean that in another way not that way cowboy nation yeah we gonna pound and ground but not in that way you know for those who out there <laughs> oh my gosh you could not live with your own failure <laughs> as modius is Dak prescott is a perfectionist <laughs> oh my gosh man this show man <laughs> all right man i got a person that's going to bring some good philosophy to the table man and, and i'm telling you man he hit me up uh on, on my facebook and he said law go back to what i said you know and and i'm gonna let him expound on that and then he he should be the last caller of the day uh before i play the other audio but i got one marv just left right but now i got coach marv coach marv you're live What's going on, Law, man? <laughs> Nothing to it, man. <laughs> Happy Memorial Day to you, man, and, and hope everybody's doing well and getting getting you some good good food on this Memorial Day. I just yeah. got finished eating my plate. Yeah. <laughs> so, Most early, man. <laughs> yeah, but but I did post on your, uh, when you were talking about the, the tight end deal. Yeah. About, yeah. you know, we going, man, listen, I, that, that's okay. I mean, yeah. for what, what we need these tight ends to do, um, it's all right, but right. one of the things is if one of if they got to be able to block, yeah. And yeah. if we use Tony Pollard, like uh, your your channel, Boss Cowboy channel, yeah. was a great uh, thing he put out there the other day about the use of Tony Pollard, uh, Big Game James, and a lot of others is talking about Tony Pollard using him in the passing game. Right. If we utilize Tony Pollard in the way that we can utilize his skill set. You're mm. not asking your tight end to do as much down the field, which he may get more opportunities to do stuff down the field because of the fact that Tony Pollard, that weapon, will draw coverage. Yeah. Um, that that's that's an undoubtedly thing. He's going to draw underneath coverage. He's going and he's not going. He, you're going to have to crowd a guy like that because right. you're going to have to corral him because if you get him the ball on time in space. He could be a problem. Yep. He could be a defensive coordinator's nightmare. But I, but I also said in my little, in my thing was, 
Mm-hmm. I have said time and time, time again. again. Yep. <laughs> if your tight ends are effective in run blocking and help the run game, yeah. they're going to catch touchdowns. Mm. They're going to find themselves getting a better asset in the passing game because they're going to get free and they're going to be open because they're going to get that half a yard to get up to get into their routes because guys are going to have to brace up because of their, of their blocking ability. Right. If you look back at Schultz okay. this year, but Jordan, of his touchdowns came when we ran the ball well, get him. <laughs> yup. But when we don't run the ball well, we start seeing him get some catches, but they're not productive catches. But when when we run the ball well, he's catching wide open touchdown passes. Mm. A la that, that Eagles game, that, that Eagles game, that first Eagles game. He killed them. I can't use the word. He nah, he executed them. You know, <laughs> if I can yeah, say that he word, was yeah. very effective in, uh, yeah. the, in, the, in that game with with the plays that they gave him because tight ends live off of play action. Yeah. Ron, listen, Ron Gakowski has lived off play action pass, seam passes from Tom Brady. Very mm-hmm. rarely you see these guys just they go back and they drop down and say, okay, we're going to, the tight end is going to run, we're going to go on a straight drop back pass and we're going to get the tight end open. Right. Play action gets tight ends open. Big facts. So if they block well, they will eat in the passing game. All right, Coach, 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 Coach Marv, let, 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 let's break this down for those who are kind of like on an um, elementary level of football. Who guards the tight ends normally? The line. linebackers and right. safeties. It's linebackers and safeties. So what he's saying is that when you play action, if you're able to run the ball efficiently, right, what you're trying to do is for these six foot four, six foot five beasts of a tight ends or wide receivers, basically, that's what they are, is to get an extra step. So if I can get the linebacker to climb down, if his first move is to climb inside, is to go forward, because that's what they're supposed to do in a running situation, to come down. And if I can get them to do that, for them to be put in a position to flip their hips to cover, I'm, my tight end is open now, right? My six that, foot four, six why. foot five wide receiver, basically, who is a tight end, is open now. And that's all I'm trying to do for him. And, that's, and, and, and to add on to that law, Break it down. that's why, you know, a lot of people don't understand how um, a tight end is a, very, a great tight end is a very key part of an offense because of the fact. He's he's most times he's too big for the safety, right? Because he's got the, the the weight on the safety, right? And 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 most and some tight ends have the same athletic ability or more athletic ability than linebackers, mm. right? Right. So if you play action and now you bring that safety, kind of bringing him up in the box because he's got to be a fearful of the run. Mm-hmm. If the tight end gets up on him, there you ooh. now the tight end is at the advantage because of his size. Mm. There you go. Now we playing basketball, <laughs> right? I can I can I can use my size to get open because now you have given up your cushion and sometimes you have given up your cover angle because you are overly aggressive of trying to stop the run. Mm-hmm. Now I can get up on top of you. 
quicker. Quicker. Now linebackers, they're they're worried about you blocking, so they're not giving that 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 uh that 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 step away. You know, because when you playing deep, when you playing one on one, you 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 got when you, you your your objective is to to take some away and give something. Right. But you sometimes when you when you embracing in that play action, sometimes you sometimes you overreact to the run mm-hmm. and you lose that leverage of what you want to take away, and which it gives a, that that half a step, that half a yard, mm-hmm. which it makes it easier for the tight end to get into his route. But like I said, if we run the ball well, everybody eat. I tell you about a wide receiver, and I'm let you go, Law. No one talked about the the catches. Nobody talked about the production of our wide receivers in the six game winning streak. Mm. Sure, right. Dak Prescott <laughs> was MVP caliber. Mm. Everybody who got their, their catches, they did, if they didn't get multiple eight, 11, 12 catches in the game, but they got catches that were very productive, they got their 70, 80 yards, couple of touchdowns, we were scoring touchdowns at will. Mm. The philosophy is there, but now we can add on, if you want to be a little bit, we want to add on to the passing game, let's use Tony Pollard in that passing game and then I'm not even worried about who's that second wide receiver because with Tony Pollard, C.D. Lamb, and if you use Bray Jarwin, I mean, uh, Schultz, the way you're going to use it. Right. Right? The the second wide receiver is going to have his pick about who he's running routes against, and he's not going to get a lot of attention. Right. True that. So he's going to have, you know, he should have some of the productive things, but it's about scheming. And getting players. And this is what I want to last say about Kellen Moore. Kellen, I want complexity. Yep. I want you to be complex, mm-hmm. but keep it simple. Mm-hmm. I want you to be complex, but keep it simple and get the ball to your dogs. Be complex with all your formations, your motions, and all that, and the way you hide plays, but keep it simple. Yo, uh, my goodness. That's all we want. Complexity, but keep it simple. Law, y'all have a good uh, more day, rest of more day, man, and I'll holler at you later. Appreciate you, Coach. Uh, a gem to the community, man, uh, to the Cowboys community all together. And, um, and I couldn't have it any other way uh, with Coach Marv out here spitting his mind over 30 years of experience of coaching players and, and things like that. And, and when he, when you, when he speak, I, I just listen, you know, uh, and I, and I love coach, man. Uh, he, he always bring an insight from the coaching community over to the youth of, of all of us, you know, and he speaks uh, of it. So, so that we can all understand it. Right. We don't have to talk about all of the X's and O's. Right. <laughs> so cowboy nation, He's spitting the truth. And I've seen, I read somebody said, well, well, Law, this is not the 90s. I, I, I give you that. I give you that. There's nothing new under the sun. Write that one down. You may think that, yeah, we're going to spread it out and use all of these weapons. But if you really contextualize it and look back at what the teams do to win it all, Play good defense and run the ball. 
have your quarterback not to give the ball away. Your quarterback got to be knowledgeable enough too, right? Dak Prescott, he got to know I can't throw that interception in that 49ers game. I'm playing the field. So that, that's my nugget for those who out there say, hey, man, Law, you sound like a Dak Prescott apologist. No, he can't throw that interception in that game. Not right there. Not right there. And if you throw an interception, dog it, let it be to one of your dogs, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, not to Cedric Wilson, right? Did he get out physical on a route? And the DB said, well, I'm going for the ball. At least when you throw it to your playmakers, the aficionado is going to say, hey, man, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. Flag, right? Flag. They at least throw the flag when the when the DB shoots through the body. But Cedric Wilson, he haven't earned his stripes yet. So they're like, ah, you know, that, that player was going for the ball and he picked him off. And if you're going to take a risk like that, let it be grandiose. Because dog it, we wasn't going to get the first down anyhow. Throwing it underneath on the third down play. And he had 15 yards to go for the first down. So that something, my friend, that got to understand. I wouldn't have mind if it was third and 15. It was the exact same play. And he marched back, even though they got four or five guys on the other wide receivers. And he just goes and closes his eyes and say, ah, for Allah, you know. <laughs> and throw the ball as far as he can throw it and it's picked off down the field. Right? But you can't throw it underneath and it get interception and that causes them to score a touchdown because they had a short side of the field. Right? So he got to understand too. I'm not saying that we lost the game just because of that play, Cowboy Nation, but you got to be knowledgeable of where you at on the field. Who knows? We, we punt that thing deep. And Jimmy Garoppolo wet the bed or something, you know. So there's so many things that we can dissect and go over. And uh, yes, yes, Terrence Schwartz, yeah, rest in peace to Jeff Gladney, Dallas on Texas native. You know how that goes. And he was out, and uh, they he was in a car wreck or what have you. And I hope all is well with the family members hearing the news. Uh, to the point in in the degree of Jalen Reger, he, he tweeted out earlier that he can't even deal with life. You know, there are people that play with Jeff Gladney that's, that's really close to him that's going through some stuff right now, you know. So we pray and hope that, uh, that, that we can get things going in the best direction as far as the mental part of it at this point for those who still here. All right, um, I got one more audio to go before I hang out with the ladies, okay? Uh, let's go listen to NFL Live. They, they talked about some of the similar things of what the radio station was talking about, 1310, the ticket, and then we can get out of here. Are you guys okay with that? Are y'all, y'all ready for me to go now? Y'all want me to hit or play the last audio before we go? Yeah, y'all let me know. Y'all control this thing, you know. Y'all want me to go? Y'all want me to keep going? Let me know. And appreciate everybody who's watching. If if you uh, like what you're hearing so far, hit that like, share this content. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all want me to keep going? Let me know. Let me know. Keep rolling. Shout out to you, Jay Lombardi. 
always an enforce over here. Okay, uh, play the audio. You appreciate your on my helmet. Continue the legacy of greatness. I do anything known to man to get in a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I said, uh, you either love or hate the Cowboy fans, and it's usually warm in my heart when I hear that. Well, how about them OTAs with the Cowboys? Wrapped yeah. up their first week yesterday like in their new-look offense. Amari Cooper now gone to Cleveland. CeeDee Lamb will have yeah. to take over the new role of number one receiver for the Cowboys, and he thinks he's ready. It's a dream that I've always, you know, wanted to live, and now that I'm actually living it, I feel like it's my opportunity to fulfill it. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking at it as an opportunity, like I said. Um, but I'm excited for myself, and I'm excited for the organization. Nothing ever changed my expectations of Zeke, of uh, who he is, how, how he leads this team, uh, how he approaches the game. Uh, he comes in like a pro each and every day and does that. Uh, so I expect his best. Uh, when you do that and you do it with the intentfulness uh, that he does, um, he's going to get better. Um, so when, when Zeke healthy, I don't think there's a better back. Yeah. Execute order 66. Let's go with it. <laughs> when Zeke's healthy, I don't think there's a better back. Those are the words from Dak Prescott, the Cowboys quarterback. Mike, do you think the roles change in the Cowboys backfield this year? Absolutely. Tony Ballard's their best running back, and to me, it's not even close. When you think about losing somebody like Mari Cooper, especially early in the season, Laura, while Michael Gallup is dealing with an injury. Yep. I think Tony Pollard becomes even more important. He had 46 targets a year ago, and he is an explosive player. He's actually second in the NFL with yards after, after contact. contact. So not only is he explosive guys, but he's really strong. I think he's much more versatile and much more valuable this season, especially than Zeke Elliott. Yeah, I mean, he is definitely more. And before Rod Clark talk, man, appreciate everybody for watching. Yeah, he's, he's correct. Like, explosive plays, man. Uh, that is something that I'm trying to isolate, right? That's something that I'm trying to really utilize and use as relates to that. I got to give my playmaker the ball. His name on Instagram and I believe on Twitter is the playmaker, Tony Pollard, right? So this is the situation and scenario that I'm trying to win. I'm not trying to look cute. I'm not trying to look good. I want to get, you know, it's Mr. Nasty time. I'm getting nasty with it. Yeah. Fellas get nasty with it sometimes. Stop trying to get all cute and everything. Sometimes the lady will like the little nastiness, you know. Get nasty. Stop trying to be so perfect and get out there and put some sweat out there and bring the bacon home or or bring the stuff home with it and stop trying. Look, there's some many guys out here that's watching right now looking for that office job, overlooking being a plumber, overlooking being uh, a guy, a contractor, a sub subcontractor worker, what have you. Look, get nasty. We get your nails dirty. Be a trash man. They make at least forty-five in Texas, forty-five thousand dollars a year, forty-five to sixty-five thousand dollars a year, and you. It's Mister Nasty time. But you would rather work in a call center making twenty-five to thirty thousand when the trash delivery truck driver he's making forty-five. Get nasty with it, cowboys! Stop trying to look cute. Get nasty with it. Now, some people are going to be like, nah, nah, I, I'm too smooth. We're working on the back of a trash truck, man. I graduated top of my class. I can't be on a trash. You know, 
I ain't going to be the guys that's on the side of the road shoveling asphalt. Shoot, asphalt workers make $1,000 a week, sometimes two. two. Two racks a week. You see them on the side of the sidewalk like, ah, oh, man, them some asphalt workers. Man, they ain't making no money. Shoot. Go look at that paycheck stud. You know what I'm saying? You know. <laughs> More versatile than, than Zeke Elliott is, but we also haven't seen him tote the football as mm. much as Ezekiel Elliott has or get worn down in the way that he has and still have that explosiveness you need in the fourth quarter after you've been getting beat on week after week. And so I think when you look at some of those things and the amount of times these two guys touch the ball, you don't necessarily want to change that dynamic. Tony Pollard, right. great change of pace. Tony Pollard is great out of the backfield. And even if you up his touches because he didn't get, you know, there weren't a lot of games where he even got 15 touches last season, whereas Ezekiel Elliott got 15 touches in every single game if you even want to make that closer I understand but now maybe Ezekiel Elliott gets a little more explosive Ezekiel Elliott's a little more fresh and it can help the team but I believe that the Dallas Cowboys really need to work on figuring something out with the offensive line can yeah. they protect Get this new offensive right line? Clock. Can you invert the line of scrimmage to allow, whether it's Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard, to get past the line of scrimmage before being contacted? And I think they have to fix that first before figuring out their running back rotation because we know this used to be a strength of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, maybe it's become a weakness. Shout out to you, VIP. Appreciate you. I see you over there, man. Appreciate you for liking and sharing on the Facebook. Appreciate it. Hey, guys, do me a big favor. Share it right quick on Facebook. Sharing is caring. Uh, and, and I pulled up this draft, this, this, this graph, you know, and I can't talk, you know, but it is what it is. I pulled up this illustration that rules the nation, basically. Uh, who should be the starting running back? And this is what they add while Ryan Clark was speaking over the mic. On NFL Live, he says 4.2 yards per rush per tote for Ezekiel Elliott, 5.5, which I believe was second in the NFL. One can argue first, right? But neither here nor there. Uh, average yards at the contact, 1.8 for Ezekiel Elliott. That means he's falling down real quickly like, ah! ah! <laughs> and uh, at the contact, 2.7, uh, which put Tony Pollard way up there as it relates to that. But he did bring in the fact that you're talking about who giving the bulk of the carries. And it is what it is. Brian says Zeke losing explosiveness. I believe all running backs do lose explosiveness when they get down to that time frame of them playing for more than four to five years. Nevertheless, I look at it like this. If you utilize both of them, it can be crazy. But let's listen to this again. Ryan, that is a great point and probably one that the Cowboys should take upon themselves to do is bring those carries a little bit closer. And maybe that feels like a slight yeah. to Ezekiel Elliott, but it's not at all. Not at all. Actually put him in a situation where he has fresh legs, not only yeah. throughout single games, yeah. but throughout the entirety of the season. Get him. I, I think it would be mm -hmm. undermining Ezekiel Elliott to say that he doesn't have the talent to be one of the best, if not the best running back in the NFL, but he gets beat so hard all the time. If yeah. you do bring those carries a little yeah. bit closer together and manage his reps the way some other sports do, perhaps in, in the NBA and other uh, other leagues, 
maybe that's a benefit for the Cowboys. It's interesting. I, I do want to point out something on the O-line, guys, but I'm not sure if we're talking enough about that when you think about the NFC Say it, lady. and how we're looking at the Cowboys. Last mm -hmm. season, they ranked 23rd in pass block win rate. We all remember how much the 49ers were able to pressure Dak in that wild card game in last year's playoffs. Yes. It, it was a problem last year. They've even lost some guys. So that, I, to me, is very curious. RC, I want to go back at you, though, on Zeke. When you think about Zeke and what we expect him to be. Let me give her a round of applause. To the ladies, you know, to the ladies who's understanding everything. She sat back, watched, looked at her notes, and said, yeah, think about the pass block win rate. Ranked 23rd. Ranked 23rd. That's... It missed a nasty time. That's terrible, man. And you expecting... This team to do something, but they couldn't beat the pass block win rate. You know, them boys moving them boys out the way. And I come here to tell you guys, look, 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 let's just do this again. Let's rewind. I like the way she she put this into better context for everybody, man. Let me see if I can find her right here. Bam. And we're going to go right here. Here's the play. I do want to point out something on the O-line, guys, but I'm not sure if we're talking enough about that when you think about the NFC East in general and how we're looking at the Cowboys. Last mm -hmm. season, they ranked 23rd in pass block win rate. We all remember mm -hmm. how much the 49ers were able to pressure Dak in that wild card game in last year's playoffs. Yes. It, it was a problem last year. They've even lost some guys. So that, I, to me, is very curious. RC, I want to go back at you, though, on Zeke. When you think about Zeke and what we expect him to be, right, it's what he's been paid and who he is, do you think there's yeah. still more in his tank or are we just sort of in the situation where Zeke is kind of taking some steps back? Yeah, he's definitely taking steps back. And you know what happens, though, Laura, when, when we start to consider players elite because of their production, right. they're not only being compared to themselves. Right. Ezekiel Elliott is still a good running back in this league, but he's maybe yeah. not the best or he's not the best running back anymore. And so now when you look at him, all we can think to ourselves is that he fell off. And then also when you pay him $90 million, yeah. people want to see you right. show that you are worth that type of money. Big so facts. you can't be the second most productive back on your team. You can't be the back on your team where people saying the, ca the, ca the carries need to get closer. And so I think right now, that's what Ezekiel Elliott is fighting. He's fighting the ghost of Ezekiel Elliott, and he's fighting those dollar signs, and he is neither, he's neither of those things right now. Yeah, it's funny because it's not like those things are necessarily his fault, but it is a p big piece of the story. Guys, we right. got time. Yeah, so... <clears throat> It's a combination of both, and shout out to Laura. That's her name, by the way. For those who out there who uh, wanted to know who's the lady's name, her name is Laura, and she's breaking it down like a fraction Cowboy Nation. It's not all Ezekiel Elliott's fault. No, it's not. It's flat out not. But the Cowboys, the Cowboys must improve their offensive line, and uh, they got to look at it like this. Yes, we want Tony Pollard to get some touches. Whether it be 50-50 split, 60-40 split, but I don't think that the split should be any worse than what they had last year and the previous year before that and what have you. And there should be no 80-20 split, no 90-10 split. It felt like last year was 90-10 split.
Now you're going to Ezekiel Elliott way. And then you're looking at Tony and saying, okay, I'm going to give you 10%. And that could have been too much, right? 95-5, right? <laughs> there have been some games that Tony sat on the bench watching. Like he literally watched the Cowboys get their butt whooped in the 49ers game. Didn't even break out a sweat. Touched the ball three times. The fourth time really didn't count because they, he was just out there on the field for a little dump off pass before they went into to, to the next quarter or something like that. Just watching. So I'm not saying that, yeah, you continue to do the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And you guys can put that definition down to what that means. But the Cowboys really got to look into the mirror and say to themselves, all right, cool. This dude right here, regardless of the money, if it's coming left and right for these other guys, we must, we must figure out a way to split the share, to split it, move all of the politics, the political stuff out the way and get nasty with it. It's Mr. Nasty time. Those sanitational routes is nasty, right? You know, them boys getting paid good money, man. Not saying that you can, you know, Say to yourself that that's what you inspire to do, but somebody got to get the dirty and gritty work done. You can't win every game being cute, basically. You can't. That's what I'm trying to say in so many words, right? Just like my analogy earlier, you know. And the Cowboys need to figure that out. So I really appreciate everybody who watched this show and laughed with us and uh, kick back with all of us what we had to say. I thank those who called in. I thank those who gave. I thank those who shared this content. And I really appreciate those who, who pretty much watched this from the beginning to the end. And if you didn't do that, be sure to rewind it. And we also have it on iTunes. Check it out. Check out Law Nation on iTunes. That, that platform been growing as well as Spotify and uh, Roku TV and Amazon TV. I really appreciate you guys for looking me up on those outlets as well as Facebook, Cowboy Nation. Uh, the journey, the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strongest, to he that endureth and to the end all the way. And I appreciate you guys. Shout out to you, Jim Law. Shout out to you, Gina. Thank you so much. All of my mods, man. I really appreciate you guys for working on this beautiful day. Uh, prayers to those who lost the loved ones out there and also cowboy nation birth of this season starts right now right the things that you accumulate now can present itself down the line the unity the thought track the thinking of the mind starts right now let those boys grind together grow together right if you want to think bad enough to go out there and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time and your peace and your sleep for it, if all of your desires of it makes you quite mad enough that you don't get tired of it, and it makes you hold all other things tardy and cheap, if life itself seems empty and useless without it, and all that you scheme and dream is about it, if you will gladly go out there and sweat for it, fret for it, and plan for it, and lose all terror of your mind for it, if you will simply 
Oh, just simply go after the thing you want with all of your capacity, strength, and scargacity, with faith, hope, and confidence and stern pertinacity. If neither cold poverty or famish or fame or sickness or body or brain can turn you away from the thing you want. You know, my daughter came in earlier today and they said she's too young to start that class, but we kept trying to put her in. See, she, she, she born in September. And you guys know that when you're born in September, you have to wait another year to be placed in your class. So she was the youngest in her class. We had to take her to a private school. True story. She was the youngest person in that class, the shortest. But through perseverance and hard work and dedication from the father and the mother of spending countless hours with her, she was able to articulate, graduate, right? Being one of the smartest in the class, yet being the youngest, yet with the determinations and hearts of what we poured upon, that's why she was able to graduate. It's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. Thank you, Mr. Stewart, for the donation to help elevate the nation. So it don't matter how tall you are or how young you are, but if you got a determined mind, and if you got people that you can surround yourself with, boy, oh boy. And now, forever, she will probably be the youngest in, that, in those classes. But she graduating. And it's not a task too hard or too difficult. And she would say, Daddy, it's hard for me to pick this up. I said, life is hard, baby. It is. This world will chew you up and spit you out. It will. But I'm here for you. I'm going to teach you. Come on. You got to put your mind to it. Everything. Everything that you see around you was once spoken into an existence. Let that sink in. Let me see some blue hearts in the chat. Shout out to your Uncle Charles. Appreciate you. Appreciate you again, Mr. Stewart. Let's go. Y'all think I try to motivate you all? No. The little one motivates me. You know, she do. <laughs> she motivates me. Come on. Come on. What you tell him? Law. Nation. I got paid to play today. Yeah. I get paid to stay away. I get paid on rainy days. I might make it rain today. I got paid off pain today. Thought it take the pain away. In my own lane, single Let's go. I get him, Zeke. Never. never. Heard your whole team was for sale. Heard this on the market for the low. Who the realest we might never know. All this acting you were playing know role. <laughs> Give you the world when they sign you yeah. up. Try you out and then they line you up. Ooh. Now you're looking hungry, ribs are touching, need some food. Now you're all on live acting, surprised, but you was fooled. Boy, get out the way, it's been a day, now you're old news. Now 
know you got the pen and pad, you're trying to take my moves. Nowadays, nothing really is. Me. Only one of me and nobody's. Like me. Phone ringing and I tell him it's. Pricey. I got wifey, you on bling and she. Freeze. 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 Photo. photo. Please. Please. No photos. No, no. Jeez. Jeez. No, no. No. Please. No photos. Come on. Nowadays, nothing really is. Hey. Me. Only one of me and nobody's. Like me. Phone ringing and I tell him it's. Pricey. I got wifey, you on bling and she. Freeze. Freeze. Photo. photo. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let me see if I can find some more of these. Uh-oh. Oh, I, I heard we got some breaking news. We answered. I talked stuff. I thought we had it. But it goes to show you who's a better team. And I'm sticking, Cowboys. You're, you're crying. I'm hurt. <laughs> I love my Eagles. I don't believe it. You're going to flap the hat one more time for the Eagles for the hard fight they did? Let's go, birds fly, eagles fly. Still Super Bowl chance for now. The two teams, in my opinion, with the greatest rivalry as far as this city is concerned, took the field. And the team from this city, they didn't even show up. We got out coached. We got out physical. We got out manned. We got out wanted to. We got out aggressive. You, you name it. Any adjective that you can come up with, the Dallas Cowboys outdid us in that area. Because if there's two. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Let's rewind to what they said, baby, basically. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. It's a doggone shame what they did to that eagle right there, man. May he, may he rest in peace too, man. Cowboy Nation, let's go. Let's get up out of here. One love to everyone. Hey, get that bird off my screen, man. How to get that bird off my screen? Get, get where that bird at? What, what happened to that bird, man? Hey. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. I needed that laugh. Shout out to everybody, man. Let's slow it down for everyone that's watching right now. Come on. One love, baby. That bird messed me up today. Come on. Peter, leave me alone. No birds were hurt during this episode. Message ALX 20. Don't let the street lights hit you all alone. Come on. You know Afro Sheen. Shout out to you, Jim Laws, Mr. Stewart, Jeffrey Smith. So shout out to you.
another one. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. If a paper crane can fly, then probably doesn't feel that far. Another one. So far, so far. If a paper crane can fly, then probably doesn't feel that far. Another one. So far, so far. If a paper crane can fly. Remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. That was easy. FBI, open up! I just be pressing buttons, don't I? <laughs> Let me get up out of here. Salute.